Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. As-salatu wassalamu ala Rasulullahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassil li amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawlihi. Inshallah, in today's talk, uh, we'll talk about a few ayat from Surah Al-Alaq. This, these are the ayat which is uh, considered as the first ayat that were revealed to Rasulullah So the beginning of revelation was marked by the revelation of these five ayat from Surah Al-Alaq. اقرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان ما لم يعلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned these five ayat read in the name of your Lord who has created all that exists and he has created man from a clot read and your Lord is the most generous who has taught the writing by the pen. He has taught man that which he knew not. So these ayat, as I mentioned, were the first ayat that were revealed to Rasulullah wasallam. So before I will talk about these ayat, it's good to understand the background before which these ayat were revealed to Rasulullah wasallam. So Rasulullah when he reached the age of 40, at that time, he started going to the mountain of Nur, Mount of Nur or Jabal nur And he used to spend some time over there in uh, seclusion. He used to take some food with him for a few days. When the food was over, he would go back to Khadija radiallahu anha, the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and bring some more food and go back to that uh, uh, to the mount, which is, there's a cave over there. It's called Cave Hira. And uh, while he was, this was his practice. And uh, for before he became the first revelation came to Rasulullah Six months prior to that, he used to, he was seeing a lot of dreams, and those dreams were coming true the very next day. And uh, that was the beginning of uh, the true dreams that he was seeing at that time. And Aisha radiallahu anha, she reported a hadith regarding the first revelation came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, this hadith is reported by Imam Bukhari in his sahih. And she reported that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was in the cave of Hira, and uh, which was his usual way of going to cave of Hira and do some sort of uh, stay in the seclusion, do thinking, pondering. As at that time, he was not aware of 
how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he did not have the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time. And then Jibri- Then Jibreel salam, came to Rasulullah in the cave of Hira. And uh, Rasulullah was not expecting Jibreel to be there like that. And he was surprised, confused at that time. And Jibreel asked Rasulullah mm. to read. He said, Iqra. And upon which Rasulullah was, uh, he said, Ma'ana biqari. That I am not the one who recites. I don't know how to write, read. And Jibreel, السلام, he caught him, he crushed him, he pressed him. And uh, Rasulullah was about to choke and then he, he released him. And then Jibreel said the very same thing again. Iqra. And Rasulullah's response was again. Ma'ana biqari. And again Jibreel he caught Rasulullah he pressed him, he, he pressed him tight, and then he released him. And the third time, he said, Iqra again. And Rasulullah's response was same. And now the third time he crushed him and released, and then he decided, Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq khalaq al-insana min alaq. The five ayat that I recited in the beginning. So those are the five ayahs that were revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and now Rasulullah sallallahu when these uh, when he got these five ayahs, he went back to Khadija radiyallahu anha. He his heart was beating hard, and he was he was scared because he was not he was not expecting anything like that, and he went to Khadija radiyallahu anha, and he started saying zamiluni zamiluni. They cover me, cover me. And Rasulullah was covered. And then Rasulullah said, That I am, I am afraid of, of my life, my soul. Because Rasulullah was not aware what was happening to him. As Jibreel came to him. And Khadija, anha, the wife of Rasulullah, her response was very interesting. And her response was, Kalla wallahi ma yukhzikallahu abada. That she was saying that by Allah, that Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not desert you. He will not let you harm. And then she went on that you are the one who keep the connections with your relatives. You are the one who take care of the destitutes. You are the one who take care of the poor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to harm you. Like this. You take care of your kins and kids and on and on. Now Khadija radiallahu anha, after she comforted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, she took him to her, to her uh, cousin, Waraqa bin Nawfal. And Waraqa bin Nawfal, he was already became a Christian at that time. He left idol worshipping, he left uh, uh, the, 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 the way they used to worship the idols and statues and stuff like that. And he became a Christian. And not only a Christian, a Christian who used to actually translate Injil into Arabic also. Now, so she, she took him there and she said, 
to her, her, her cousin that look at your nephew, what's going on with him. And this is a way of saying nephew. Rasulullah was not directly the nephew of, uh, of him, of course. Now, Waraqah bin Nawfal asked, what's going on with you? What happened, oh nephew? So Rasulullah explained to him what happened to him in Ghar Hira, in the cave of Hira where Jibreel came to him. And the response of Jibreel was very interesting. Oh, sorry, Waraqah bin Nawfal was very interesting. Waraqah bin Nawfal said, this is the same Namus. This is the same angel who used to visit Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, who have come to you. And then he said, meaning he's confirming that you're not going crazy or anything. You have been chosen as a prophet. And he said he wished that he would be strong enough, live long, that he would support Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he will be forced out of his land. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has just received these five ayat. And, and Waraqah bin Nawfal is telling him, you will be forced out of your land. Subhanallah, from the beginning of the da'wah, it was very clear what is at the stake when we are calling for the da'wah of Islam. Don't be naive when we talk about Islam, thinking of we can invent, or we can come up with the ways of Islam, that everything will be nice and dandy around us. This is false understandings that we are carrying if we are carrying these understandings. Because if the best among the best, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, had to go through all those things, how can we assume that nothing will happen to us? Or no harm will come to us? Look, we are not looking for harm. We are not looking for difficulty. We will try our best to avoid all sorts of difficulties by carrying the da'wah of Islam. We are not saying, go stand in front of a truck. But when we are following the message, the way is supposed to be followed by as Rasulullah has given to us. Don't think of compromising. Don't think of changing the message so you will somehow come up with some easier ways. And throughout these last 28, 29 nights we'll be discussing this. I was very clear about this. Many prophets were sent with the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all those prophets had to go through different kinds of difficulties. But we are not looking for difficulties also have to understand that. Okay, but we should not be changing any message. Now, Rasulullah has just got this message and Barakah bin Nawfal is telling him what? That the time will come, you will be forced out of your land and he, would, he wished that he would be strong enough to live long and support him. After a few days after this, this conversation, Waraka bin Nawfal passed away, by the way. And he was not able to see that. But we know what happened to Rasulullah and Sahaba. And I will just give another quick small story, inshallah, because this story is, is stick to the mind. And then we'll stop our uh, uh, talk of today, inshallah. And that story is also from the very beginning of the da'wah of Rasulullah. As Afif mentions, he was. He was by the, by the haram, and uh, he was uh, standing with Abbas radiallahu anhu. Abbas, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he was not a Muslim at that time. He saw a man came towards the Kaaba. He stood, a child came, and a woman came. Child stood next to the, to the man, and the woman stood behind the, the both of them, and they started doing some actions, which was they were praying. 
And Afif asked Abbas, who are these people? Because he did not see people praying like that before in the past. The response of Abbas, the uncle of Rasulullah wasallam, was that that guy, referring to Muhammad the man, he is my nephew and he says he's a messenger of Allah. And next to him is my another nephew and the cousin of Muhammad he is, uh, first he said about Muhammad that he is the he says he's a messenger of Allah and he says that the treasures of Kisra wa Qaisra, Qaisra wa Kisra will be under his feet, which means the Romans and the Persians. And then the boy is a follower of him, or the, cousin, the other cousin and the nephew. And the woman was the wife of Muhammad And he said, these are the only three people on the face of the earth who are the followers of this deen. These are the only three people. And Tabri is discussing this, uh, this story because he was trying to say who came to Islam first. And Afif later on, who became Muslim later on, he regretted that he did not become Muslim, he would have been the fourth Muslim. See, the point here is this. Even though there were three people on the face of the earth who were the followers of Islam at that time, Rasulullah was saying that I am sent with the message that the, the treasures, treasures in, uh, means actually in Arabic, when we say the kings of those, those rulers, that the Qaisar and the Qaisar Romans and the Persian Empire will be under his feet, will be under his control. That he will be ruling over them. That's what Islam came for. Now today, unfortunately, we have dropped down that our one of the most sacred places like Masjid Al-Aqsa have been run by these armies. And the people who are over there have nothing. They are praying there. They don't have any weapons or anything. And look what's happening to them. And we, by number, we are in billions. But because... We are not following the message of Islam the way it's supposed to be followed, which is not only to recite the Quran, but to understand and implement this, this Quran also. Until we do that, we are going to be the one who have been humiliated. Like Rasulullah said about this book, and I talked about it the night before. Rasulullah said, This book, Kitab Allah, it raises the nations and it degrades the nation. If we follow it, we will be the one who will be supreme. If we don't follow it, we will be the one who will be degraded. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the correct understanding of his deen and make us the ones who will implement the deen the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us and show the, the whole world the mercy of Islam. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.